Twitter guy. I know I get it. <laughs> All right. How you doing? Welcome back oh, to man. the Off the Clock Show. <laughs> uh, you're joined today by your host, Sean Gervais, and also co-host Marty Hill from Pints and Polishing Podcast, as well as Hyper Clean Products. Um, so you can hyper drive your business. So Marty, I forget sometimes. How can they find you? Oh, uh, at Hyper Clean Store on social. Uh, that's that's the best way to, to interact Beautiful. with us. Any place, HyperClean Store on social. And you got a new website that launched too. Yeah, yeah. HyperCleanStore.com. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Thank Are you. websites still it. important in the world? <laughs> it's a great question, Sean. We're uh, we're gonna test that experience, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, that's it. It's an inner dialogue, right? It, absolutely mm. right. It's an inner dialogue. It's something that I've talked about before. We've wondered if websites have lost their relativity. You still got to intermix the Google's the most powerful search engine. You've got YouTube. That's Google. That's all going to get through to a website. You know, we're I'm going to be. Yes, I'm very open to to that dialogue because it's a dialogue that I started years ago, questioning whether yeah. or not websites were actually relative anymore or you could just sell everything off of social. There's no doubt that I grew the company off the back of social with a very basic website. 100%. We're now going to test uh, what it looks like to have a, I mean, yeah. the website is is the most modern. It's everything up to date with the modern side of the back end, as well as what visually looks like. I mean, it's what a, a website in 2022 should look like. So 100%. we're excited, man. We're, right we're excited about testing too. that because if we've yeah. got everything else already built, you add that other layer of a really cool website. We're excited to see it, yeah. uh, you know. It's true, yeah. I did notice a typo, though, on the, <laughs> on the website. I did. You uh, you listed the new product, Revive, for, uh, I don't know, maybe it's just that good a deal, but the price just seemed like you made a mistake. <laughs> I'm it, joking. The price was too low. It looked, it looked good. <laughs> yeah. No, okay, so I didn't know if you made, because some people have said, like, if you pull it up, sometimes you see. Uh, oh, no, uh, I was totally joking. I was just Okay, saying, like the way an image appears. <laughs> Yeah, people have said they've given some feedback like that. That's why I, I thought you were serious. So no, no, not serious. And you know what? Actually, I have a pretty critical eye for these kind of things because uh, I myself have built over three thousand websites uh, during my career, and uh, you know everything from you name it. Like I built one for a woman. All she made was uh, veils for like weddings and stuff. To to working on big sites like I worked with Toyota and we did some promos with them and stuff. Landing pages, you name it. But uh, so I. I have a critical eye when it comes to these kind of things. Uh, the one thing I loved about your site was the simplicity of it and the consistency of the branding. That was two things that I really liked with it. Uh, excuse me, tested it on all my devices. Everything worked perfectly flawless. Uh, me personally, a little biased, but I think websites are great. Uh, the reason being is not just because I own a marketing agency that also sells sites, but the main reason is it's the cheapest real estate you can buy. Like it literally... Like, you got to think like a lot of people are like, oh, I can't wait till one day I'm in a shop or, oh, I'm saving up to buy a new mobile rig. But then they, you know, harp about a website and it's like, man, do you know how much real estate costs? Like a commercial building in our city anyways, you're at like, you know, one to 3.4 max uh, is kind of like the going rate for something with a nice, you know, three or four bays, something like that. And then here it is. It's like, you can own this piece of like the web for like, you know, a hundred dollars a year. Basically once it's all set up, you just, your domain and hosting, that's it. Why don't you have one? <laughs> you know? So I think they're huge. And the biggest thing too, is you control the content. Um, I don't see Google going out of business anytime soon, but what if they shift gears and they just say, you know what, the search engine thing, that was fun. 
but we're actually going to get into like, you know, robotics or something like who knows? Well, they're already in robotics, but let's say they go that route full time and then they just say we're shutting down the search. Then what? What do we do? You know, so I think it's important. And the other aspect, too, is social streams change. Right. Like, you know, before TikTok was TikTok, people were using other things and they were pumping all their energy in there. And then, oh, shit, now TikTok comes along. So you switch gears. You're constantly pivoting, which you should do as well. But in addition to that, just keep that consistency of your website. You're always sending people there if possible. Yeah, that's that's my big belief. And you, man, <laughs> that's nicely done for a, uh, a website guy. I mean, that's, yeah. that's nice. the way you should feel, right? And that's true. Social mm-hmm. does change. Yeah. I, the amount of views that you can get off a of social compared to the average person who builds a website, the amount of views they would get off of a website alone. Yeah. That's no comparison, though. You know, it's you, true. You know, 100%. so that it's the opportunity, I think, of both that you're absolutely right. I'm glad you asked that question because I've been I've yeah. been a proponent of of a one sided theory. So okay, we're going to yeah. test that theory. I oh, want to put I put right down. You, right. OK, let's test both. it. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're going <laughs> to see it. Excited to excited to see the results. We're. 100%. Where you're going to see the biggest results, I think, is going to be from the returning customers because you'll be more in control of that funnel versus the new customers, new acquisition. Social, in my opinion, will always trump your, your actual website, you know, like whether you're handing out postcards. Just the amount of effort is going to be so much more than doing it online. But if you can get people, let's say you go to a trade show, instead of sending them to your Facebook page that's full of distractions, send them to your website instead where they're lasered in on just whatever you're selling. So that's where, you know. And yeah. and I'm excited too to test the theory of, you know, the, the new app. So we we've ah. changed our app. We were pretty much, you could pretty much say we were the first chemical company to have an app that was selling across the technology that way, right? I Amazing. mean, you still have brands that really don't, haven't even invested into an app. I had somebody who's a, a sales rep for a, uh, uh, well, a coding company that called me and said, really, how much did you spend on that? We, we're getting quotes of like $50,000, $100,000. We're not sure if we want to do it or not. Like, yeah, there's companies that still haven't invested the money into an app. They haven't figured crazy. out the amount <laughs> of people that use app-based technology on their it's phones true. versus going to a website. You know, so we 100%. also got that and our app mirrors our website. The app is super clean. Uh, it's Usually important, easy. especially in this kind of scenario. Like I have, you know, multiple companies. Some of them we have an app, some of them we don't. And I think that's another key thing is that you have to know everything has its own application in terms of like you may not need certain things for your business depending on what you're doing. So if you're a detailer, I see guys out there all the time who wants an app for their detailing business, and I'm like, guys, don't waste your time. If you have an app like Orbis X, that's different because you're using it daily to manage your business and to grow your business. But your customer realistically isn't going to download your app. And I mean, Google even does this thing where if you haven't opened an app in like three months or something like that, then your your Android device will tell you, you know, we're removing permissions that you granted to this app because you haven't used it in so long. Like that's what they're doing now. So realistically, is your customer going to be opening your app like every week kind of thing? They're just not, you know, like it's it's or it would be rare. You'd have to find a use case for that, like a loyalty program or something. But then once again, that's built into Orbis X, obviously. So you're good to yeah, go there. So it's, it's different, right? It's it's an interesting yeah. dynamic between In different. In your case, it makes sense, though. Yeah, services to products, mm-hmm. right? You know, mm-hmm. 
Huge difference. Yeah. A, like a, a select all, clientele base versus the entire country. Yeah, it, exactly. It's hugely different. And like me, and we I'll got go to be home. the first, which is, which is still, amazing. I just again, think it's super fun. Right. Again, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was just this guy, you know, just this guy, just this guy yeah, from yeah. Oklahoma. It's just a random guy that boom, you know, like, yeah, yeah it's amazing, man. Congrats, man. Like that's thanks. And, and I agree too. Uh, super, super slick. If I can uh, do some wordplay there with one of your books. <laughs> Nice, but uh, awesome. So, listen, what are we drinking today? Uh, all right, I'm going back to my mixture theory because right. I've I've found a, a new style of water I like. Ooh. If you are, you don't you Costco's up there, you don't have Sam's yeah, Club. Yeah. No, I don't have Sam's Club. No. Yeah. So this yeah. is a Sam's brand of uh, water. Okay. Uh, nice. I don't know. I got into those like these type of waters. I don't know what three yeah, yeah. four years ago. I can't get off. Like I, I just. I know. <laughs> I'm always on. I just find a new brand, a new one to test. Yeah. New one to try. I don't know. I do it the makes same water, thing. It makes drinking water fun again. I don't know. Exactly. I'm on a pineapple one right now. Uh, it's this. It's like a yellow can, and it, oh man, it's delicious. I, I think it's bubbly or buble or something. I don't. Yeah, know. Yeah, bubbly. Yeah, yeah, I like that bubbly. one. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's decent, you know. Yeah, but, we uh, we so, get bubbly a lot, and they've got a lot of creative flavors, which is nice. yeah. The strawberry one's good. Pomegranate, you name it. All right, so this is watermelon citrus mixed with some uh, uh, Captain. Nice, and, and that's a fair, yeah, that's a fair mixture. Good mix. Yeah, that'll work. Okay. Yeah, you yeah. can do that. <laughs> yeah. Nice, yeah, yeah, <laughs> perfect. And then me, uh, I was a little late grabbing mine today, but so I'm drinking a, a new bottle that I bought. I don't usually drink Appleton, but obviously not drinking the whole thing today. Um, <laughs> so this one's a signature blend. Um, but just before the call, I mentioned I had a funny story about it. So I had to go buy a bottle of rum and I, I sometimes I like Appleton, but I picked up this bottle because it came with a little bottle attached. You know, sometimes they do that they put a little bottle, uh, great marketing. Tactic, little jigger. Is that what they call? I think jigger? so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they, so they had this little thing there and it's a new blend that they're coming out with. That's not launched yet in Canada, but they're trying to get people excited about it, whatever. So I bought it because I wanted to try that one. Very excited. Got home made some banana bread last night. So when I was doing some cooking stuff, it's kind of how I unwind at the end of the day. I said, Oh yeah, I got that little bottle there. So I, I pulled it out, put it on the counter, opened it up and I was just going to let it breathe for a minute, you know, turn around, I'm doing some stuff by the stove. And then I went back, I turn around and I hit the little bottle spilled all over the counter. The worst. <laughs> There was a tiny little bit left in the bottom. So I was like, I can't even put ice in this and enjoy it because it wasn't enough. So I, I just basically did this like quarter of a shot and kind of got a little taste. So now I have to go back to the liquor store, buy another massive bottle of rum just to get this tiny little one to, to see what it's like. But anyway, oh, just brutal. like, what are the odds of that? You know, it's, it's so, <laughs> just That's my luck. That but, sucks. Yeah, it does. Yeah. But, uh, but it's okay. But, you know, I haven't had Appleton in uh, Jeez, well over a year, and uh, definitely during the pandemic. But uh, <laughs> but this that one, the signature good. blend, yeah, smooth. It, it's delicious. Yeah, it's really yeah. good. And that, and the weather's warming up here. It's uh, almost mm. uh, twelve degrees Fahrenheit. I have no clue what that is. Um, but uh, are you good with the conversions back and forth? Uh, no, I still don't. Yeah, my wife still pulls up Celsius, and I'm like, I, yeah, I don't know what that means. Yeah, I usually just yell at one of the boxes. We've got the Alexa and all that stuff, yeah. and I just say like, you know, tell me what this is. <laughs> it's 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 definitely cold still but uh, it's not too bad i mean uh yeah it's for us we're, it's nice we got flowers and stuff coming so yeah we're in that mixed you know through the midwest and parts of the way the the front system goes up from, oh yeah yeah you know, it comes down from colorado kind of up texas 
and then shoots okay. northeast uh, towards mm. kind of towards you guys, towards yeah. Chicago and heads up that way. That's the way the, the stream goes. And through that little stream right now, we're in that, you know, it's it's 40 uh. degrees one day. It's <laughs> 65 the next. You know, we're rain for two days at 50 degrees. Yeah. And then this weekend, you know, it was 75 degrees. It's supposed to be Jeez. 80 in a couple of days. You know, we're doing that whole roller coaster yeah, yeah, yeah. time. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, shorts in the morning and then sweater and coat in the afternoon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the other way around. Oh, the other way. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Like I'm, I'm about to way. lose the hoodie. Yeah, it's Jeez. it's starting to warm up. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeez, well that's good though, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. Too. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. love it. We we got that's... grass growing again, so that's fun. I know. It's, yeah, yeah. That's, I kind of I kind of like the change of seasons though. Mm-hmm. You know, like I I I didn't used to. I'm starting to love it. My my wife helped me realize the beauty in it you know because before i was like oh i can't take this like we just need hot weather all the time and then when we were living on the equator where it was literally like the same every day you know that movie groundhog day where it's yeah. like every day is the same. i felt like i was living in that like it was just i don't know i missed the the change you know seeing the leaves change here that's a big deal you know they turn orange and red and all kinds of stuff i've always yeah. wondered because i have a buddy that that's what he, he spent about four or five years over in california and moved back okay yeah and that's that's what he said he was like man i, I actually missed the volatile the the yeah. change of seasons the up and <laughs> he's just like i just i missed it i was like how the yeah. hell you miss it like fucking 75 <laughs> 80 degrees every goddamn day there how do you yeah. how do you come back to this shithole like i don't get it like people don't come here they leave from here yeah like yeah, what the hell <laughs> I know. Yeah. And it's, uh, but it's one of those things. Yeah. It's just, it's nice to like, granted we spend more time indoors in the winter, but uh, you know, yeah. there's stuff to do in the house and then uh, you know, whatever. You know? Plenty of stuff to do in the house. Yeah. Plenty of stuff. Yeah. A bottle of Appleton, you know, see what happens. Kids are at school. <laughs> got the door locked. It doesn't matter if the kids are home. You know, whatever. Exactly. You know, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Exactly. You just put the cowboy hat on the door, you know, <laughs> then they know. <laughs> Like the movie uh, Meet the Fockers there or whatever. the <laughs> One of them. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, so okay. You see any funny posts recently? And uh, I saw some for sure. Uh, yeah, post. Okay, so it's interesting because we got a lot of respect for a guy named David Fermani. Uh, he uh, has been on our podcast and we've had multiple discussions. We both share a view, which I've been pretty open about, too pretty dominant uh, as we launched our brand, pretty dominant about, you know, seeing where the industry was going to be, making predictions on where we would end up, how corrections would fall away, how multi-level coatings would fall away. There'd be a streamline of the industry. And sure enough, uh, we started then talking about how you could coat a car without correcting it. And that was a fucking like (laughs) people, the amount of shit I got for those comments and for what I said, So kudos to you for money. You know, he went into detailing for money group and put in a post and, you know, it, it kind of went semi-viral in a sense. And, uh, you know, he's got TikTokers making posts about him. He's got, you know, Instagram Jeez. people and it's like awesome for money pump, yeah, man. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's, that's part of the, it's part of yeah. being counter-cultural in a sense. It's part of being where people will mm. send us DMs and be like, we love how you're against the stream. And it's like, well, if the stream's going the wrong way, the fish are swimming the wrong way. Like, like <laughs> I'm not going to keep going, right? The best yeah. way to go is this way. You know, this is the best way. Uh, how do you know exactly. that? Well, you've been doing it for 20 years. Like, you just, you kind of know things when you're actually clean cars yeah. and, you know, just work for a company. So, you know, it, 
I'm I'm pumped for Fermani taking some shit. He's going to be on some other podcast talking about nice. that post and that and like mm. way to go, David. You know, I, you know. So were you, most people pretty like uh, you know on board with it, or was there some like? Clap no, back? no. These were people that made like they, and that's what's crazy is these people took time out of their day, out yeah. of their business to not only go onto that post and look and comment, but then they wanted it was such a such an irritating thing for them that they needed to then make videos about it themselves and make posts on their own page, trashing another detailer for giving the customer what the customer wanted. That's mm. the point, right? Like that's why I've always been so yes. adamant about this. It became so clear to me when we joined in with a multi-level brand that made us do full corrections. It made it so clear to me when I had customers come up that that's not what they needed. They couldn't yeah. see it. They didn't understand it. It didn't make sense for them. So we went very quickly into one steps into talking to people about, you know, hey, what are you seeing in your pain? What are, you know, what do we need to do to make it better for you? You tell us what you need. Right. Yeah. And Sean, and come on, like it, that's I've been a huge proponent of that. That's basic customer fucking service. It and, really is. <laughs> and these other brands have completely they completely ran the other direction most of the industry chased that and and nobody went with what customer base first they went in a completely different direction yep. and we just get to constantly like we said last week you know when you get to when you get to have yeah. that stake in the ground you get to celebrate it you know you get to it's be true, glad yeah. that, like, that you know what first. the fuck you're talking about and there's it's other true. people that are now getting assaulted for it. that's why i'm like you know david that's awesome david like i said we're yeah. We've been open about it. He was on our podcast. We talked about it. Like we share the same views and mm. I'm just glad to man. Just that's amazing though. Get about it. Cause it just yeah. proves that there's a massive flow of the industry that, that has been in the wrong way, but correcting now... without coding, you can do it. Hyper yeah. clean uno dose and tray fucking make sure the paint is clean. Deconned. You don't have to correct the car. The customer doesn't want it. Don't do it. it you know, it's 100%. customer base first. That's 100%. what it is. You know, I, I, same thing. When I put out my ebook, um, I got a lot of shit from some people that uh, they felt the same thing. Like I was talking about how we sped up our details and how we, we brought it down. Like we knew nothing about detailing. We started and we were just doing whatever. The first couple of cars took forever. Like I'm talking like whole day in a shop. It should not take a whole day in a shop. And we whittled that down, whittled that down and got down to just over an hour, like an hour and six minutes. And people were like, oh, your cars are leaving dirty. There's no way you can clean this and that and stuff. And I'm like, listen, I'm not seeing the fucking cars leave here ready to go be put into a magazine. You know what I mean? Like they're exceptionally clean for that customer. 100%. We ask them what they want to focus on. And that's where we go to work. It, to me, it's the equivalent of you go to a restaurant the the waiter or whatever is you going to take doctor advice from them no he's not a fucking phd so if you sit down and you're like yeah i'd like to order this and then he's like well actually you know i've got a first i got to start you off with a salad marty because uh you know it's it's better for your body like what the fuck i don't want a fucking salad right now you know like i'm here for the steak the potatoes the vegetables you know that's it like so to me it's it's just hey, speaking of steak sense, speaking yeah. of steak man ah <laughs> uh. I had I had for my birthday night the other night. She bought hey, picanha. Okay. Picanha. The yeah, yeah. Brazilian happy, steak. Happy birthday, by the way. Yeah, yeah. And happy birthday, by the way. Yeah. Ah, it's fucking 44, man. You just, it is what it like. 
She's like, what do you want to do? I was like, uh, eat some cake and have some steak. Like, I don't know. Like (laughs) go have some lunch. You know, I don't know. I mean, and then put the kids big into parties, right? They're big into massive parties. Now I'm like, no, no, I'm good. Just like, let's have some food. You know, let me play (laughs) Fortnite. Don't fuck. You know, don't be yelling at me for playing Fortnite. How about that? You know, let's start some steak. Get drunk, you know, why not? <laughs> exactly. But have you, you, you so, had Picanha, yeah. right? No, I haven't. Uh, well, okay. Not in entirety. We did go to this. There's a restaurant. Uh, actually, I don't know if it's still open, but Ecuador, like Brazil. Texas Day, Brazil. Yeah. Yeah. And they yeah come and they, like, it's similar, but single. listen, if yeah. you can find it, I don't know. I got to yeah. Google what the fuck cut that is. Cause <laughs> there's no way that that's just Brazilian cow, right? Like it's no it's way, unicorn. right? It's, it's not unicorns. like it's, huh? <laughs> it's unicorns. <laughs> I don't know. Like, yeah, right? like it's, it's, it's gotta like be a certain, <laughs> I, I don't know. You don't only hear, you only hear about it being a Brazilian state, yeah. right? But you can really find it process. in some butcher shops. You can find it in some butcher shops. Yeah. And that's where we, we found it in a local butcher shop here. And it was like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and I tried it, man. That was, oh, it was, a, it was the best steak I've ever had. It really oh, was. It was unbelievable. Yeah, and yeah. I just go, <laughs> How it can't just be a Brazilian cow, right? Like it can't be a cow. Like, it's got to be a certain same as other cows. Yeah, like I mean, there's it's, it's got to be a certain cut, I would think. But then why? Yeah. Why don't? But then why, why, why don't we butchers cut, that, cut that? Like why do they cut these other yeah. cuts instead of this cut? Because this was this was pretty amazing. I, I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah. It's got to be the aging process or something. Because uh, yeah, there's a restaurant near here. Uh, it's called Sterling. It's where like all the government workers go, like the higher ups, like, you know, people, Supreme Court judges, you know, the prime minister eats there. Really, really expensive, but fucking worth it, man. And they uh, they bring you this big like ice tray. Literally, they're holding it with two hands and it's just full of ice. And then they've got different cuts on there and you choose the one you want. And then they go and that's the one they cook for you. Uh, but they age it on site. And the reason it's called Sterling is because there's like we all know, you know, like, oh, grade A beef. And then there's, you know, the double A's and all that stuff. Um, so Sterling is like the top of the age steaks and it's they age it on site so when you walk in first it looks like it's a butcher shop when you first walk in and it's just that's where they're aging everything on site mm. it's amazing but we got a gift card there for when we got married and that was our first time there oh my god incredible so it might yeah. it, it might have even been maybe that's the like the north american equivalent of that cut but they just didn't tell us what it was you know they just showed me like a big rack of meat and i was like that one you know, but uh, man, that's amazing, though. Damn. So if okay, you can find it, look for this here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. If you can Jeez. find it, try it because yeah. it's weird. It has a it has a whole back cap of fat on it. OK, so I got to ride like I she's yeah, like, yeah. you like it. And I'm like, yeah, she's like this weekend. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, but hold on. Like, <laughs> I might need to go back to my doctor and get on some uh, <laughs> some, <laughs> some <laughs> cholesterol <laughs> medicine because like like that's it's why it's so good it, right yeah. like it's got this giant cap of fat on it but there wasn't yes. a there wasn't a massive amount of marble so it, I, but it was super tender so i don't know it's yes. it's interesting man if you find it try yeah, it that's, that's wild all I okay yeah. i gotta get that yeah and my wife loves steak so that would be uh, perfect well um, and if you watch videos which is what i had to do i had to watch videos on youtube on how yeah. to cook picanha like they they actually like dunk, like take this real coarse salt. I mean, and the okay. whole thing is covered in salt. Like not, I don't mean like you shake some salt on it. Like we do you as Americans, like, like a- you, yeah. Like you dip oh. it in salt. Like it's, I, I never, I was Jeez. like, how in the world? Okay. Whatever. Like, 
Let's go and then, for it. And then after you cook it, you Please. shake it, you bank like you bank all and, you know, bang it all and get all the salt off. And then there's just that hint of salty flavor to it with okay. this super fatty ah, steak. Ah, so good. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah. All right. When we're done this podcast, I'm calling the butcher. Like, that's you do. Happening. You got to. You got to <laughs> oh, call the butcher and be like, how do I get some pecan? Yeah. Yeah. By next Tuesday, I want to have, you know, had the same kind of experience there. Mm-hmm. Damn. Unbelievable. So- Fuck, okay, so I'll have to YouTube it too. But it came it. in like this huge. It didn't come in like a steak that we were used to seeing. Okay, this yes. one, I don't know. It came in like, it looked more like the way we bought it. It looked more like if you ever gotten like a brisket. Okay, yeah, you yeah. you ever bought like a, a brisket from Costco? Uh, not from Costco, but there's a place nearby. I get the, I get bison steak though. But, uh, okay, yeah, I, don't know. I haven't seen like the way bison steak. It just, I'm just saying it looked like a brisket or a... Uh, it, it literally it looked a, a lot also like a um, uh, 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 pork butt, which is like a shoulder okay. of the pig. And that's yeah. what they make uh, pulled pork out of just because it had that okay. huge cap of fat on the top. I don't ever see there that on steak in, in other than yeah. the, this pecan. So I don't know. Jeez, man, that is amazing. Oh, that's good. You got to oh get it. God. You got to get it. You got to get it. <laughs> All right. Any cool posts? What have you seen? So, oh man, I saw a post that, uh, well, I saw a post about a guy he was having, said he's having like the shittiest week ever. Um, he had three no shows. Uh, so that was sad. Ooh. I felt my heart went out for him, but, uh, at the same time, you know, I felt, you know, a little pain for him for about five seconds. And then after that, I was like, well, wait a minute though. Like, what did you do to, you know, prevent that from happening? Um, and so that's where, you know, but it, it is sad when I see that kind of stuff, cause you know, people, they work hard to get these leads and, go through the funnels, like we mentioned, but I think that's where there's a disconnect in their funnels. Um, so I can't remember who was watching, but hey, hey, if you end up seeing this video or hear this podcast, um, definitely go back and check the funnels out that uh, Marty and I and Greg uh, talked yeah, about. But, but that's what do you recommend on no-shows? Because you're right. I, oh. I think that there'll be a continuous massive amount of no-shows under certain price points and under certain yeah. places that whether it's gas prices, whether it's, uh, you know, maybe it's their industry's got a lot of problems. Mm. I We put out an episode yesterday where I, I talked about, I, I met, I've got a friend that's from Zimbabwe. Uh, we meet once a year. Her birthday's on April 1st. Mine's on April 2nd. We that's have it, lunch. No it's been like 20 years we've been friends. And that's, no way. that's the amazing. only time we see each other, yeah. right? She's in healthcare yeah. and she's done her job of coming into coming into America 20 something years ago for school and then risen through the ranks of hospital care. Right. Okay, so yeah. she works, she works in a lab for a hospital and she mm-hmm. manages all these sites around the area of where people go in and get their blood drawn so that they can get tested. Okay. So yeah. They're having to shut down close sites all over the city because they can't That's find people to crazy. work. Nobody will Holy work. Shit. That's crazy. So how, how come there's so you're here's the oh. reason why to bring that up, right? Like this yeah. is the reason why is as detailers running the business, you have you should have an idea of where your customers, like what industry they're in, what are they doing. But yeah. here's the thing is you never know what some other industry how it's gonna going to affect through. your business. Right. That's true. These no shows could be because they just don't have the money. Yeah. Right. It's true. We've been used to over the years having these bigger ticket prices. Yeah, we get it. 100%. That's the way the economy was. Right. But 
maybe the no shows happen because people are starting to look at their budget and go. Mm, can't really do that. Can't do that. Yeah. I'm out. Yeah, it's true. And that's where I think a lot of these guys, too, I don't think even know their percentage, like the ratio of no shows. Right. And that's where, like, one thing I coded into Orbis X was it tracks your no shows and cancellations, shows you the percentage. So, you know, OK, we have on average, you know, 10 percent no shows. And so you can overbook jobs to prevent that kind of stuff. All now, right. So break that down. What does overbooking mean? Because that's right. interesting. I like that. I like that. Absolutely. A lot. Yeah, we, we do it a lot. So if we know that we can handle, let's say, you know, 25 jobs, we'll book 27 jobs, knowing that two people likely won't show up and there's just no avoiding it. We, we have really good processes in place where, you know, we follow up by phone. We ask a pertinent question, which I think every detailer out there listening should ask. Is there any reason why you can't make it tomorrow? That should be your call the day before. And that's what you should be asking them. Hey, just want to confirm I have you booked in for 10 a.m. tomorrow. Is there any reason why you couldn't make it? That does, question, Orbis, does Orbis X do anything or is that in? in yeah, any so we, of- yeah, we do have that as an automatic follow up uh, for them and it goes out the night before. And then uh, we also have a three hour one that goes out before their appointment as well. And then Perfect. that way it follows up with them and it asks those questions. But I still have Joe call as well. And he'll say like, hey, we, we just sent you an email. It might have landed in your spam box. I don't know, because a lot of guys, they rely on. Oh, well, an email went out or I sent a text, you know? What? Okay, there you go. That's what I was going to say. What about text? I get texts from uh, yeah. like my dentist or I, I still listen. Absolutely. I'm, still, I'm close. <laughs> I feel like I'm close working my through my stenosis, but okay, yeah. I still go every week to go see my therapist because I, I'm still, I'm not there yet. So okay, yeah. I get a message from them via email, via text, like, and this is, I've been doing this for two years. I don't miss yeah. Jeez. But they don't miss either of and making sure thing. that I know that that's my appointment, right? Like there's got to be detailers that. that see that in other parts of their life and other yeah. companies keep telling like. 100%. And I, I hear a lot of people, they say, well, I don't want to follow up too much on the client. Da, 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 da. You have like, to. You, you, you have to. Everybody like, else is. Why are they going to be upset? It's not like you're showing up at their house, knocking on their door, waking them up at six in the morning. You're sending them a message on their phone. If they got interrupted by the message, they were already on their phone doing some shit. So it's not like you really like interrupted their day. You and know? if I want the service, I want the <laughs> communication. Right? 100%. Like, I 100%. go to my therapist. I want to be there. I want them to tell me I'm going to be there. Like, exactly. I want that. And that's where I truly feel that no shows are the result of lack of communication and the customer not truly wanting your service. And that comes down most of the time to your sales. And are you able to express the value to them? If you're providing a solution, solving a problem for them, why wouldn't they want you to follow up and say, Hey, just want to make sure you're still coming in because listen, we're booked up for another like, you know, month and a half. So if you miss this one, like I'm not seeing you for a while. So like, don't miss this shit. All right. So here's the difference. Yeah, here's a different perspective. I use a yeah. I use a bug service to come in and okay. treat my house for bugs. Right. All right. Yeah. I could go to Lowe's or Home Depot or I could go get I could do it myself. Sure. Just as somebody could go wash their car for themselves. Right. They could. And they do often. You and know, they do often. Right. Like 
I could do that for myself, but yeah. I found the value in finding a service that came and treated my house for bugs. Mm-hmm. The only thing as a customer that I don't like about what they do is they push me so hard for review. And I gave uh, them a review after their first treatment, but they still always hit me. So there's some type of disconnect, which makes me go, all right, you're a little pushy on that. But yeah. I love the I love the communication two weeks before my appointment, a day before my appointment. They're sending me every form of communication that I put into them, email, yeah. phone. I'm the one that sent them my information. So they are doing their job to communicate to me as a customer. Exactly. Yeah. As a customer, I love the communication. There's times that they say, here's your appointment. Here's your time. And I go, this doesn't work. And I send it back to it them. Gets adjusted, right? and then- <laughs> it gets adjusted and they send me confirmation. Even though I've approved it, they still tell me the day before. And then the day out, like they over communicate up to that appointment because they know how valuable it is mm-hmm. for me as a customer, as well as how valuable for their business, that they don't need this guy coming up and going, oh, I can't get in. Oh, it's an empty appointment. Like they lost money. They lost time. They paid somebody. Exactly. They lost. So they over communicate so that they don't lose. You have exactly. to communicate so you don't lose. And you know what? No I tell you what we've, we have people all the time tell us, you know, like it's not a huge number, but it happens several times, at least a month. People will say, Listen, you know, like uh, you guys are, you know, reaching out to me too much. And it's just a simple conversation back and forth. And you say, listen, I understand it may feel like it's too much, but we just really know how important this is to you. And we don't want you to miss. It. Okay. But how many is, is that out of the thousands, right? It's a, it's oh, a small, it's a very, very small. Maybe, maybe four or five people a month. And yeah, like, it's we're sort of like the people that, that are multi-level corrections and coatings versus the rest <laughs> of the industry, right? The rest <laughs> exactly. of the industry wants everything else. And there's this small, very select few, right? So yeah. go after the mass. Absolutely. Cause the, here's the thing. If a guy gets upset about that, the, he's, he's not the kind of customer we want anyways, because he probably wasn't going to show up. And the fact that we keep reminding him, it's like guilt that he's feeling. And so instead he's like, Oh, stop, you know, reaching out to me too much. But really it's cause he's like, Listen, I already was going to just dodge you guys and not show up. So, you know, most people, the majority, at least 95% are appreciative and express that to us. And on the review side of things, that's where we had that same issue too. So I coded in the system. You can actually uh, disable that. Like after someone leaves a review, uh, they don't keep getting the, you know, please leave us a review. Please. It gets annoying. Right. And I'm, I'm like you, I'm big on maintenance details, getting people back in. So once they're back in, if they've already left us a review, we don't want to hound them for that. Right. But we'll hound them for other things like referrals. Sure. <laughs> but not, not reviews. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, not reviews, but listen, it's an open book on hounding them for an appointment. Oh, you as a 100%. detailer should yeah, never lose an appointment. You never should yeah. lose an appointment. Absolutely. Stop accepting losing appointments. Stop yeah. accepting the no shows. You've got to start taking a look at it's not them. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not. The yeah. more you blame somebody else, the more you will lose. You're just going to keep having again. no shows. It's not your customer's fault. The more you blame them, the more you will lose. You have to start blaming your own self. Take responsibility as an owner that somebody did not want to use your service. Mm. Look at it. Yeah. Test it. 
go down to the purification of what you should really be doing to meet your customer's needs. It's not, it's not their fault. It's your fault. 100%. And that's where things like overbooking, overcommunicating. Absolutely. And, and through multiple channels, just like how we were talking about, you need a website plus Facebook plus TikTok. It's the same thing. You got to reach out by text message and emails and phone. I hear so many people, they say, well, I, I just want to send text. I don't want to do emails as well. You better get that damn email address. That's 100%. Me. Yeah, 100%. I, I, I won't deny that that was me. I was one of the very okay, early yeah. people <laughs> that sent out text. I got into texting very early because I hate emails. Okay, yeah, yeah. hate emails, emails are crucial. How many emails do, do you have your, do you have your, uh, your email app on your phone? Yeah. How many missed emails do you have? Just since we started the podcast, because I no I no, I mean, what shows up on your phone? Oh, uh, let me see here. Notifications. I'll go ahead and tell you mine. Ten thousand one hundred and seventy-three. I hate email. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so mine's but, significantly less, but that's also because that's what I do, right? Um, but, uh, <laughs> but. You have to, right? Yeah. Because there's so many people that aren't like me, and that's what everybody keeps telling me. It's true. Everybody's like you, and I go, okay, I finally get, okay, I get it. So, I yeah. mean, we send out emails too now, but we didn't used to, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, emails are so I, cheap though, too. Like, it's it just makes sense. In most cases, they're free, um, and it's just a little bit of time. But I do get it. There are some people that, like me, I don't do the text thing. I'll do WhatsApp, uh, you know, here and there, but yeah. select lists. But uh, I don't really do the text thing. I do more emails but that's the nature of my work. But I do know there's a lot of people that are kind of one way or the other way, but the whole thing is get both and then just send out both. And so what, if you never read the email, it doesn't matter for, I don't want to take the chance that, you know, for someone else that would have read the email, you know, it's, it's better if you get it, I think. And, and that's where, and it's easy too. What we tell customers is look, if we could also get your email address, because that's where we send receipts for payments and things like that for tax purposes. So you can actually claim this in most cases. You know, and boom, there's so many people, there's so many people that just love and you should respect it. They love to put their emails into a filing system. Yeah. Right. I mean, they love, they just, there's so many, there's millions and millions of people that love email. Don't punt email. I punted email. It was a mistake. (laughs) Don't punt email. Right. Still send out emails. You should. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, And both though, text messages too. Huge. But once again, the, everything has its place, right? So like emails are great for longer messages, things like that. Uh, you can do a lot of stuff with them too, like tracking opens and so on and so forth. But uh, text message is good for like instant notifications. You know, like yeah. if it's just a, like we have a, a system in Orbis X where you can let them know that you've arrived, for example, you can let them know you're on your way and it'll say, you know, like, oh, Marty's 26 you know, miles away and it'll actually send them that. Those are great for instant communication. 100% they should use that. Yeah. I'm telling you, me as a customer for this bug company, the more yeah. they communicate with me up to that point, because I'm waiting yeah. on them, it's much better. So oh, yeah. overuse the Orbis X texting, 100%. let yeah. people know that you're 24 hours away, you're three hours away, <laughs> I'm leaving, I'm here, well, here's what we started, here's where we're finishing. 100%. They will hit the STOP buttons and return when they don't want you to over-communicate. But exactly. most people using a service-based business will want you to over-communicate to them. 
hundred percent. And that's where just use it. And, and that's where I like what you said about taking responsibility for this. Cause it is your responsibility. Like, and if you're the one that's upset about the most show and you want people to show up, you should do everything in your power to make that happen. And that's where the overbooking. So jumping back to that real quick, uh, I realize it's not possible for some people's scenarios. If you're a one man, you know, show, you can't necessarily, if you can only handle, let's say four jobs in a day, you can't just book six banking on someone not showing up. But what you could do and you should do is put yourself in a position to have like a spare employee, like a casual worker that could be available if all your appointments do confirm. But that's where you can plan for that by calling them the day before, by sending them a text and an email and saying, hey, listen, your appointment's coming up in 24 hours. Is there any reason you can't make, you know, or is there any reason this can't happen? And they'll tell you, they'll be like, oh, you know, well, I might not be able to because I actually have to pick up my kids at, you know, three o'clock. Okay, well, listen, let's reschedule you for a different day. You just saved yourself a no-show, rescheduled for a different time. And because you overbooked, now you still have your four appointments in the day. Problem solved. If the guy says, yeah, I'm on board, you call your casual worker and you say, hey, listen, I need you tomorrow between this time and this time. And if you find yourself four or five people, Marty, I'm sure all of us, if we thought about it, we could find you know one or two people you know that could use some extra cash here and there. They don't want to be a detailer, but hey, if I could get an extra, you know, hundred bucks for the day or something, help you out with something, whatever, you know, I'm there. You know, there's, we all know someone that's like that. And uh, so build up your network of casual workers, which brings me to another point is that uh, someone reached out and they said they're having some difficulty with hiring. Uh, so they're in a very specific situation where they're gone from their business for, you know, a couple months of the year. Uh, then they come back and they're full force. They've tried, you know, working with people and saying, listen, while I'm gone, you run the show. You'll get a split, you know, a little percentage, things like that. Um, the, the people they were doing that with didn't feel the, the split was fair enough. So they ended up, uh, it just didn't work out. Um, All right. A little slower one more time. So I get okay. that. All right. Sure. So you've got somebody that owns a shop? Uh, mobile. Uh, so they do mobile right now. Yeah. They Do they own the truck that is being used for mobile? Good question. No. Uh, because they're doing everything out of their personal vehicle right now. So they were getting the other person to do the same. Um, so, yeah. So, so, so they were they were gone <laughs> multiple yeah. times a day. Yeah. Multiple times a week, multiple times a month. Yes. And somebody was having to use their own vehicle to drive. Basically to run the business, run yeah. the business. The immediate red flag, immediate yeah. red flag. This guy doesn't know what the fuck he's doing and he should not be in business. Yeah, because if you can't be there to run the business, like it's you got to have a vehicle for the people to use. It, I mean, yeah, and that's the thing is if what? you have the full, or setup, you got to pay them a massive amount of mileage beyond the what it used to their, be thirty two cents a mile here in the states. It's probably at fifty yeah. cents. I imagine with the gas prices now, it's probably creeping up to almost oh. a dollar a mile. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you to go to you gotta compensate them for these yeah. hundreds of, if not thousands of miles that they're putting on their own vehicle to drive around to clean your customer's car. Immediate red where, flag. That makes no sense. A very bad business move. It's set up to fail yeah. ultimately because exactly. you made a very think- very simple mistake that. You think that operating and owning, you think that owning a business means that somebody else can operate it and you can walk away. That that doesn't happen. This no, is doesn't. not, res, this isn't yes. residual income that the 
multi-level uh, uh was it did you ever get into multi-level oh, marketing not, where they not tell me, you no, like you can have passive yeah. income and never do a thing <laughs> i, I yeah, mean yeah. that sounds amazing and you know there are some people that can do it listen i jumped into it years ago as a young kid because i i, I mean yeah. it, it sounded fascinating i yeah mm -hmm. cool like I jumped in early. I, I was early into yeah, I a website. I went into this thing called ACN. I don't know if you knew that one. They I, resold like hydro and like electricity and oh, stuff. There's everything. Yeah. yeah. There, there was that that came around <laughs> where you could sell people their uh, electric stuff. Right. Yeah, I, their I got into there, one that yeah. you could sell cell phone service and it was mm. backed onto the service of T-Mobile. Right. That was fun. Uh, like, okay. I took that and ran with it. And it was super cool because in the middle of my divorce, I could keep growing this other side that they uh, nobody knew about. Yeah. And then I invested in the that. cell phone stores yeah. and I did all this other stuff and showed a bunch of stuff of loss. And so when I sat inside a courtroom, I mean, I, I show a loss. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I mean, what do you say? So anyway, it, like, that's true. It was super yeah, fun. Yeah. I, I got to sit there and go, fuck you. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> Divorce sucked, right? It was fucked. It's some fucking sucks. So yeah, you imagine, gotta fight yeah. back, right? Like <laughs> you gotta fight back. And I fight back yeah. saying fuck you. I know how to out with you, motherfucking lawyer. It was awesome. All right. Anyway, I chase a rabbit there. Yeah, yeah no worries. <laughs> Let it out. That's what the off the quad shows for. <laughs> oh man. But you, you, I mean, yeah. come on, you, you can't be doing the same thing over and over, right? Like, yeah, 100%. And that's where I think, so my advice in this case was uh, you have to take a very, very small percentage because in business, you have to look at if you're not able to play an active role in it, you're technically just an investor at that point. Um, but you have to look at what the assets of the company are. And so, as you mentioned, like if there's no there's no rig that's being used. Like there's no van with a full setup and stuff. So like, really like, what are you bringing to the table? It can't just be the brand because in, in detailing, like the guy that you're going to partner up with or hire or whatever, he could just go start his own brand tomorrow. Like it's not an expensive process. Um, and so like, there has to be something that you would be offering. Like if you're a franchise, for example, you're offering the head office marketing and advertising the experience, What's all the legal shit, but you're, you're handling a lot of the stuff for the franchisee. And so that's why they buy into that system. Someone coming in here, if they're only taking, I think he mentioned the split was like 60, 40. And so if they're coming in and they're getting 60%. Okay. The, the guy was at the, the worker was at 60. Exactly. Yeah. And then, uh, and, and so if they're at 60, but they're the one incurring all the expenses during that time, just bringing in the customers isn't enough. Because mm -hmm. customers, I know a lot of people struggle getting customers, but customers really aren't hard to find because there's fucking cars everywhere. <laughs> They're just literally everywhere. I, I mean, right I like the idea that I like the idea you wanted to go 60 40 at least, right? Yeah, that's true. It's a, it wasn't um, like a, we, know, we've a had, we've had, we've had discussions for years. We've talked for a while, you and I, on different yeah. episodes that you and I did before, right? Like yeah. it's impressive that they at least went 60 40. That's true, because a lot of people would have tried the other, the, you know, they, oh, they, they would have, it's 10 bucks an hour, motherfucker, right? <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. there's a lot of detailers that do that. They're like, here's 10 bucks an hour. So that is impressive. I mean, I'll give yeah. him a, a good golf That's true. That's Hats off to that. 100%. Yeah. yeah. And, and to be honest, his business is doing well, but he's just a one-man show right now. So he's doing well for himself. He's created more of a job than he has, like, a business per se, right? Um, technically, All it right. has a business name, but... 
So let's boil it down a little bit more. All right. So All right. he he leaves for how much of the year? Six months. Now, oh, his case, so his, that's thanks. That's why very, I was boiling it back down. We stopped yeah. with the like he did it for you know it's he wasn't just like gone a for a couple, couple hours of the day. No, he was talking six months. He wasn't just gone for a week. No. He wasn't just gone for <laughs> goddamn a month. a month. Who could ever walk away from their business for a month? Yeah, I couldn't. So this I, guy's walking away for six months out yeah. of the year, half of the year. Yeah. Whew. You'd have to. So my advice to make that Ooh. scenario work because he has no choice but to disappear for six months. Um, he's he's active in the military, so he gets deployed. He goes somewhere six months, then he returns home. Um, so and and by the way, thank you for your service. Uh, but it is difficult to run a business Wait, under that Canadian scenario. service or no American. But that's okay. I still thank you guys. You guys yeah. keep us safe from the bad guys. Agreed. <laughs> Our military is a joke. <laughs> yeah, community things. <laughs> but uh, so um, I think that the only way to make something like this work in this scenario, and this is kind of my advice to him, we were talking through chat, and I, I was like, look, you either have to find someone that can take over your business and you just kind of help out with some of the business processes or whatever, when you are around and you take a very small portion, like I'm talking like 5%, 10% max. But then when you are there, you're putting in more work and then your percentage goes up because you're kind of just a commissioned employee at that point. But the way I think to make this work would be if you want to own the business, like I, I own, you know, my shop, for example, but I'm not at the shop. Right. So what I've done is I've partnered with people that can run the shop that wanted to run a shop, didn't have, the capital to start the shop or anything like that, but had the knowledge and expertise, wanted to get things done, but didn't want to handle, you know, the advertising, the tech side. They didn't want to handle, you know, even customer communication. So they just wanted to run the shop. So that was perfect. Now we got lucky. We found someone that's great. Like Paul's amazing, but not everyone could necessarily find a Paul round one. Neither did I. We went through some duds first. Trust me. One guy stole $15,000. He was putting razor blades in the, in the garbage bags. I cut my leg open. It was a mess. We went through some real pendejos, if I can jump into Spanish for a second. And, but then now we finally found them. So I said, look, it's, it's not going to be an easy transition. You're going to go through some cost, some time. You're going like, to have to invest in that side of the business to find someone to do that with. And I said, partner with someone that maybe isn't a detailer, someone that's maybe running a tint shop and you're coming in to add another source of revenue for his business. So it'll make sense. You guys partner up in a way and then you find some people to work that he can help manage a bit. So you six months of the year managing those people and he does nothing, but still gets a cut. Then when you're gone, he's managing those people for six months and you get your cut. So it's kind of a balance. So I think that would be the way that I would go. Um, is I can't see any other real options that could work. I mean, you're gone for six fucking months. It's a, it's a long time. It's a long time. You, you know? gotta, you gotta have another, you gotta have another partner. Yeah. Absolutely. If 100%. it's not that, if it's not the guy that's running around with his own vehicle, goddamn, he should be your first option. He's running around 100%. his own goddamn vehicle. Yeah. And taking 60%, but yeah, everything that, that he's doing with that guy is you tell that guy, listen, you're going to take 95%. During the six months I'm gone, 5% is going to be retained for, you know, operating, whatever. And then when I'm back, 
it's a 50-50 split. So you basically bought yourself a job when you're not deployed. Yeah, there's a lot of options that that guy should should look into. But let's yeah. take that scenario and and put it over to the everybody else that's going, what the fuck? Like yeah. six months, they're gone six months. I can't take a fucking day yeah. off. Yeah, yeah. Right? Exactly. So let's put it into their situation, right? Like, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's a lot of people out there, one-man shows that they're busy. Well, okay, not even one-man shows. Like they might okay. be a, a one man with plus one, right? Sure. So yeah. Them and, and one other, right? To... Them and two others. Like either way, how does somebody be able to, I mean, they might be looking at this and going, I would never step away that long. Or they might go, mm. okay, how can I step away? How uh, can I take a week off? How can I take yeah. a day off? Mm. So, it's a great question. And you know what? So here's the thing. So I take quite a bit of time off from, you know, running our businesses compared to a lot of other business owners I know. Uh, so we travel several oh. times a year. Uh, <laughs> it's difficult, <laughs> but here's, here's the thing. It all comes down to preparation. So mm -hmm. the businesses that I have identified would need personnel there to manage things. I'm not talking my staff. So my staff are great, but they can't run the business themselves. That's why we have management period. So I've partnered with people to help in those scenarios. Some of my other businesses, Orbis X, for example, it just takes some preparation. And this is where you could do the same with your business is that really you're in control of your schedule. So what it means for me at Orbis X and could mean for you at your detailing business is the weeks leading up to me disappearing, I work extra hard. And my family knows. And I say, listen, guys, it's going to be 16 hour days for the next like two weeks. But then you've got me for seven days, no phone, no email, no nothing. You've got me for seven days. And so that could be the same at your business. You're in control of your schedule. Your customers don't know if you're fully booked up that week. You don't have to say we're closed. You just have to say you're booked. It's, it's the perfect scenario. You're in control of your calendar. So okay. okay. But let's say we want to not be closed. We don't want to be booked. We want the business to okay. still operate. I don't want to well, you're turn gone. away people. I just, mm. gosh, if, if I'm, I've been working so, for three years and I've been grinding, <laughs> right? Like I'm, I'm grinding. That's that word everybody loves to use. To I'm too. grinding, right? I'm grinding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like to legs. use the word, I like to use the word climb because I mm. hope you're not just staying this way and grinding the whole time. That That's no grinding. fun. Yeah, you're chipping away. I hope you're climbing. Like climbing yeah. takes work too, you know, but I hope you're going up. So how does somebody go up? They've got to yes. let the people do the work. The business got to stay open. Yeah. They need some time off, right? So how does everybody needs you got to recharge. You can't keep going full. I get tilt. it, but how? How do yeah. I how do I step away? So, There's is there something in OpusX that that helps me? I mean, how do I how can I 100%. use tech how can I use technology to help me step away from my business for a second and, to where it's not closed, but it's still open? Yeah. So there's two ways to do it. And one, I'll use a story from a guy that's in the group actually. And he actually went on a, a week. It was only three days, but he went for a weekend retreat, him and his girlfriend. They went up in the mountains somewhere, them and their dog stayed at a little cabin. It was beautiful. No, he didn't even bring his phone. Didn't even have it with him. It's just gone. Yeah. He's a detailer. Uh, he's just now moved into a shop, but he was mobile. Um, and so how he did it is he just shifted all his appointments ahead uh, so for him, it was a little easier. It was only three days. So he just banged out all the work before. And then there were some jobs that just sat in the shop over the weekend. That was fine. 
right? So he, he was able to recharge. Now it's just three days. Well, let's, let's take the scenario you want to go seven days. There's two ways you can do it. If you have staff, you have to be grooming one of your staff to take your position. You have to. It's, you need a succession plan because if something happens to you, and that could be natural, like you get old, you don't want to do it anymore, but you still want to own the business, or you want to sell the business. Well, if you are the business, you can't sell Or you yourself. get hurt. Or you I get hurt. I going to jump to that too. Is that- Or you, you get hurt, right? You're climbing, like, you're cleaning the roof on a Range Rover and you fall off and it's, you know, shows over. What happens? So you need somebody to hit moving. you. You're fucking yeah. driving down the road and somebody hits you. You got hurt. Like, that's the thing. There's so many people that don't understand how many variables come into running the business that if I'm the only one doing everything- and it gets shut down, then, then what? And that's where you have to be grooming someone to take that position. And it doesn't mean they're going to take the position, but you have to train them on the things that you would do in your absence so that you can take that time off. So you can say, hey, listen, I'm gone for seven days. You're now acting manager, period. And then you utilize tools like Orbis X to check in on your business. So the foundation for Orbis X was built for one of my other companies because I had to manage, we had 32 employees, we had a call center, I had to manage them. I was in and out of the country. I had to keep up on them. They're doing hundreds of phone calls a day and I got to check and see, are they doing their calls? I got to see like how many of them are closing leads. I got to get their progress reports. Okay, how many client projects are completed? That was the foundation of what is now Orbis X. It was built cool. around that. That's and cool. I know it was, it was awesome. And we looked at solutions that were out there that just wasn't anything, built it ourselves. And it was able to allow me to step away and not physically be there. But while I was away, your business doesn't stop and neither should you. So it's as simple as check in. You don't have to work, but you have to check in. So you have someone else doing the actual grunt work, but you check in. I do the same thing with AutoWorld. I check in. I'm not there slugging away, you know, working the extractor and this and that. I'm not doing that but I do other parts of the business. And one of them is checking in on the business. It just take its pulse. Is it still breathing? <laughs> Does it need a little CPR? You know, like it's, so that's what you have to do. And utilizing tools like Orbis X will help you do that. All right. So and, explain, give us a couple of things that Orbis X does to help somebody achieve that. Okay, absolutely. So one great thing is, so it's, I call it the bird's eye view, but it's basically just the calendar, but you can see everything and you can separate it by the bays. So I can click and I can see, you know, like uh, what's going on in the ceramic bay. I can see what's there, see what jobs are done. Everything can have a checklist associated to it. And it tells me which items are still remaining, who completed what. You can see all of that information. And you, you can see it. I could literally go through the whole shop in 10 minutes and see all the jobs, who completed what, everything. So the employee, in a sense, is when he's completing stuff, he's clicking Checking on it off. Absolutely. Yeah. And then I can even see before and after photos. So I can see like, okay, there's an engine detail. I can literally click to see the before and after and I can slide it and I can see, okay, this is what it looked like before, slide it. And then it, oh, becomes clean. If it looks good, great. If I see that there's something wrong or something like that, um, I can message them. I get reports as well for inventory. So if something's running low, I get reports automatically that say, you know, we're, we're running low on the following, you know, rolls of tint. I call Eastman and I say, hey, listen, we need to place another order. Boom, it shows up at our door, stuff like that. These are the kinds of things that if they need, you know, a purchasing signature, I can handle while we're away. It's not going to take me very long. Orbis X is going to do a lot of the heavy lifting for me. I can even see, I can check in and see how many leads Joe's closing. And if I see like, oh, geez, there's a bunch of like missed chats, for example. I'd be like, hey, Joe, what's going on? Oh, you know, sorry, my internet was down. I can be like, okay, great. We've 
funnel all the chat over to Nick and Nick takes over for the day, you know? So there's things that can be done like that, but uh, that's where utilizing the tools you have can help you step away. And one of the tools you have is Orbis X, or it should be, if you're not already jump on board. Now, the other tools you have are your employees. And if you don't have employees, then you could be grooming someone to join into your business or maybe it's a friend that, you know, does it with you on weekends, get some extra cash. And you can say, Hey, listen, I really want to take my wife to, you know, Bermuda for a week. Um, any chance you could like run the business and I'll, I'll pay you handsomely, you know, and you'd be surprised. So you have tools and resources available to you. You just have to look around. If you're in that situation, you're feeling burned out and you need some time off. That's what I would do. I, I would think most uh, small business owners they might be a little scared to step away. Oh, I would say we, we seem to like to control, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, love that control. I used to love control in the business. I used to, I, I, but then I realized it was hurting. It was, uh, it was really holding me back. And if you like, you got to think, why did you get into business in the first place? If you just really love like working a polisher and you want to do that all day, then have at it. You don't need a vacation because that is your vacation. That's your, your goal, your passion, your, your, what drives you. But if you do, like doing other things, whatever they are, maybe you like to play competitive Frisbee. I don't know, but whatever it happens to be, you need time off for that. And to get that time off, it means you've got to relinquish some control, uh, but you can still find control in other ways. Like I definitely check in daily. Well, on I mean, like, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of sitting here just like, wow. Like imagine what that would have been like if we could have had it 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. Oh my God. Like, well, we never did. People yeah, just could. don't get it, right? Like you just, yeah. and now I get to be that old motherfucker that exactly. I used to laugh That's at when I was <laughs> their age, right? Like back in my day, you know, exactly, yeah. right? Like, but it's that's true, part though. of the cycle of life. It is what it is, you know. Yeah. Like it's it part is. of growing up. These these guys these that tools. are in their twenties and thirties, they'll eventually get to their forties and fifties, and they'll go back in my day, you know, like God exactly. Damn it. I know. You know and Imagine what we could. I mean, we just didn't oh have that. God. You didn't have it. Why no. would you not use that option in Orbis X to just? Yeah. The thing that I I I think as I started progressing through how I could build a. I mean, listen, you're talking a guy that in 2002 just left a, a job and went and opened up a mobile detail business. I didn't have the fucking Ooh, clue like, what I was doing. Yeah. Right? Like, not yeah, a fucking yeah. clue. Yeah. I'd never been in business before, ever, ever. Yeah. I didn't so think of it as a business. I thought of it yeah. as I could go around and clean people's cars and they'd pay me some money. Like, I didn't yeah. know it was a business. I just I thought it was fucking survival. Like, yeah, you're like, oh, I'm going to have groceries now. <laughs> yeah, I got bills. Nobody pays me every two weeks. Oh, I got to yeah. go make money myself every day. Like, OK, exactly. let's go. Fun. <laughs> right. Like, I never yeah. thought of having somebody else to do something for me. Yeah. It's interesting what I love about technology and what I love about what you're doing on Orbis X is we just talked about the other day, and I think I brought it up earlier about that, how hard it is to hire, how hard it is to bring yes. somebody into your business to work. This guy's finding the exact same situation. So as an owner, what you have to do is figure out what people can do for you. That, that That's mm. what ownership is. Every Every company has somebody that does something for them. If that's not an actual True. person, what technology? technology? Because mm -hmm. we didn't have technology, right? We didn't have any of this other stuff. We it's only true. had people. It was people. 
That's all you had. So how can you use technology to do work for you that you don't have to do? Like but imagine you, when you start, you, you have, have to, to do right? customers. Like, you have time. to do these things. Yeah. But how do I do it without me having to do it? Exactly. You got to automate as much as you can. And that's why Orbis X is huge on automation. Almost everything can be automated because it needs to be. Because that's the only way your business can scale. And when I say scale, it could be that your version of scaling is you are a solopreneur, but you want to take seven days off. Well, if you can automate a lot of your stuff, take off your workload, even just, you know, automating uh, things like your checklists and stuff like that. So that if you do hire a casual employee, you can take those seven days off and do your check-in remotely. You can even do that from 3000 miles away is phenomenal because both you and I, when we started our businesses, we didn't have that. My goodness. If I had that, and that's where I'm like, I, I see, you know, a lot of the other software companies out there are going the different direction, offering discounts and stuff like that. And I had one person recently asked, they were like, you know, my, my business is a little slow. I just signed up. You know, I want to, is there anything you can do on price to match the other softwares? I said, sorry, but actually I'm looking to go the other direction. Like I'm actually, this is going to be like two and a half times this price next year. So I was like, you can jump on now or you can wait. It's up to you really. But it's, it's worth a lot more because I know what it's worth because of the R and D that's gone into it. And I know what it was like when I was running a business without this. This is now like the core lifeblood of our entire business. Without it, it's like, Jesus, I look at my employees. My employees are only able to do a fraction of what Orbis X is doing, including in sales, because Orbis X sells for you as well with the artificial intelligence. If I'm going to pay one of my sales guys, you know, $3,500 to $4,000 a month plus commission, Orbis X is easily worth 10 times that. You know what I mean? So, so as far as discounts, unfortunately, no, because it's, it's worth a lot more than that, you know? Yeah, and that's I, what I, uh, I yeah. feel for detailers, which we talked about before detailers that got hurt and their business had to suffer and business had to put like, I got hurt as a mobile detailer too. Fortunately, yeah. I had somebody that was working for me that could do a majority Take of the over. work, but Jeez. I was gone for a while when I got hurt, right? I was trying to snowboard, yeah. do a rail slide. I'm just got from Oklahoma, but for some reason, <laughs> I'm in Colorado on a snowboard and I'm thinking I could jump up on a rail. I can do this. (laughs) Yeah. I tried a couple of times, kept missing, went down, came back the third time. I actually landed the rail slide and I was pumped for about one second. That's all I remember. I remember landing it and going, yeah. (laughs) Next thing I know I'm on the ground and I go, Oh Oh, damn, that hurt. Oh shit. That hurt. Holy shit. No way. I I got back up and went down about 20 more feet and I go, Oh fuck. And it really started. Oh, I broke my collarbone. Oh, that's crazy. And then what what do you do? You're a mobile detailer. (laughs) It's not going to happen. Broke my collarbone. Jesus. Oh Oh, shit. Like, right. Like before that I had to prep everybody. Yeah. That I was closed for a week. Yeah. You had to. I was closed, right? Like my guys, they didn't use their own vehicles. I drove them. They all, right? We had company vehicle. Okay, yeah. So I had to prep them that we were closed. Jesus. Yeah. Then I break my collarbone. Break your collarbone. <laughs> Fucking closed again, right? Like, oh, shit. Man. Shit was much different back then. Yeah. Using Jesus. technology that is available today, like, what you guys are doing, like, 
that's why I'm such a proponent yeah. of it. Like you've got to find guys have to find the technology, whatever 100%. can be done so that you cannot be there and the business can operate. That's 100%. It's team members and team members can mean personal yeah. people that are there in flesh. Team members can also mean technology. It's true. And on that last note, I'll finish up here is that technology too, like your products, because by eliminating complicated multi-step codings, for example, yeah. you open up the doors to more technicians that you can hire because exactly. it's not so fucking overly complicated. Right. And then also by giving the customer exactly what they want, instead of forcing them down a certain path, you can train people a lot easier, streamline your process and make more money in the end. Curious, how the fuck do you think I knew that? Because <laughs> I was a guy that had a broken collarbone that was running a mobile service going, whew, I'm glad these guys can clean this car without me. And I'm just sitting in the fucking truck <laughs> and I would just go get keys because that's what we did. I mean, they cleaned everything. I Fortunately, I had yeah. my business set up to where I didn't actually have to do the work. Perfect, I was yeah. there and I was collecting keys. I was driving cars, but. How the fuck do you think I knew that you should have a coding that anybody can apply? Because I it's sat there in my business going, to apply. <laughs> oh, shit. God damn. Yeah. I can't run my business. I better yeah. have this to where guys can run it for me and I can just collect keys and make sure that the work's done right. Because I got exactly. a broken collarbone. And part of that comes with, you know, not having 17 different layers like an onion that, uh, you know, like... <laughs> Well, and then if we shrink wrap it when it's done, you know, then uh, and then basically just park it in your garage and don't drive it. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> lifetime coding. <laughs> as long as it doesn't leave the garage, it's lifetime coding. Yeah. Lifetime coding. <laughs> lifetime. Nobody keeps going for it. a lifetime, but goddamn, we'll have a lifetime coding. Lifetime. Exactly. <laughs> I know. It's so funny. Oh, man. But uh, all right. Awesome. So listen, I got to go pick up my kids. This was a great talk, though. Great job. Yeah, great talk. Uh, definitely. Yeah. So takeaways from today, though, is. Uh, you can make yourself recession proof. You can make yourself, you know, able to go on vacations. You can do anything you want by investing in yourself, the right technology, the right products, the right chemicals, and the right processes to avoid those no-shows as well. I think that's the key to success. Absolutely. Man. Absolutely. Good stuff, man. Great Definitely. talk. Enjoy that bubbly water there, man. <laughs> well, I, can't wait to get, I can't wait to get my next bottle and fix my mistake with that little bottle. I, uh, I really want to try that one. <laughs> Please do, mate. Maybe next week or a couple of weeks later, you, you can do it live. That'd be fun. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's I'll save it for then. Yeah, yeah, I'll crack it. And my luck, I'll drop it on the keyboard. But uh, <laughs> anyways, great chatting with you, Marty. Definitely, I'll see man. You next week. All right, see you later.